This is the AusChina Business Channel with Stacey Martin, our AusChina Business Specialist and Expat Financial Advisor. Experts, information and ideas on how to navigate business opportunities in Asia. This is SME Radio, powered by Eagle Waves Radio and broadcasting from Vivo Cafe, Sydney. I'm Stacey Martin. This is the Oz China Business Channel, and I'm here in the studio today talking uh, to John Greeley from Dalton House. So, welcome, John. Thanks, Stacey. Great to be here. <laughs> Fantastic. So, um, you've had a pretty amazing career, and you know, I've loved talking to you about some of the things that you've done from owning your own business, working in different industries. You have a real passion for sales and what it takes to build profitable, long-term customer relationships. In fact, uh, when I uh, got a call, being in the Oz. China space and holding a lot of events uh, from uh, one of your team with your chairman, uh, John Sinrelli, uh, Paul Sinrelli, running a number of uh, different events uh, and, and called me and I thought, wow, isn't that amazing? So you have a very good sales methodology. So uh, it's been fantastic to uh, be working with you with the various uh, AusChina events uh, over the last year or so uh, and have you on the program today. So John, your role at the uh, Dalton House, which is a family owned business, you have up the sales uh, team there and obviously the strategy. Tell me a little bit more about uh, sales and where that passion for sales comes from for you. I, um, I grew up in a family business. My parents had their own company in Adelaide and uh, started at the age of five cleaning the toilets and at the age of 11 sold my first tow bar and got extra money for it. So that was the end of cleaning toilets. From then on I was into sales. And uh, whilst a lot of the roles I've had over the years, I grew up in Avis Rent-A-Car, then in TNT when it was a, a big, vibrant organisation, Australian-owned. Um, whilst I had general management roles, I always had a sales focus because if you're not generating revenue, the rest of the business doesn't happen. And uh, after left uh, there, struck out on my own and have worked in a number of small to medium businesses since, deciding that uh, corporate Australia wasn't really for me. And... Uh, one thing that I know that all small businesses face is growing revenue and growing the business. Yeah, look, when you talk to small businesses, you know, they all want more cash flow, more sales. But often uh, we have this sort of thing around core reluctances and picking up the phone. And of course, there's that balance between getting the business in the door and delivering the business. So there's so many things to small businesses to think about and so many excuses that uh, we can come up with to not make those phone calls. So tell us, perhaps if you can share with uh, our you know, SMEs listening today, some of your sort of tips and strategies for overcoming that core reluctance. We employ a lot of people who aren't salespeople in our sales team. They are events people or they have specific uh, knowledge or skills that we want. For example, we have a young lady that's joined us who uh, has uh, some background in China and, some, and speaks Mandarin fluently, of course. She's Australian Chinese. And we're teaching her how to engage um, and, and how to sell. And uh, um, the core reluctance is one thing. And I find that... Uh, a lot of the things that people read or they get trained is around it changing their own natural style rather than uh, using their own style and giving them a framework to do things in. Um, you know, never be scared of the phone. People can only say no to you. But it's really about how you go about that phone call and how you position things. Uh, the same when you, when you have a business meeting. It's, it's the same thing that you, 
you, know, you meet somebody and you have a chat and then you want to turn into a business discussion, it's how you bridge. Mm-mm. So I teach people a framework and how to bridge conversations. Okay. And, uh, you know, I think one of the other challenges today, people hide a little bit about around technology. You know, you, you get on the train, everyone's on their phone, they're not talking to each other anymore. You know, you, people bump into you walking down the street. I think in Asia they now have uh, lanes where those that are on their phone can walk through so we don't hit into poles and so on. So, you know, this whole, you know, often offices are really quiet because everyone's emailing each other, even, you know, people in the next desk or in the next office. So how do you, um, I guess, leverage uh, all of that communication on social media and uh, on the commerce side to build relationships? Good question. We, um, we spend a lot of time on LinkedIn. Um, we use Google and other tools extensively and if we are targeting an industry or somebody within an industry, we do quite some research. So we want to know about their business and a little bit about the industry they operate in. Um, we go and have a LinkedIn profile if they've got one so we can understand a little bit about their background. And by doing all of that, we may uncover a trigger, what I call a trigger. And the trigger is a reason to make a phone call or a reason to contact somebody. So that might be as simple as a message across LinkedIn saying, hey, saw something on your profile I liked or something happening in your business. And we try and make a connection. Because at the end of the day, that's what we're trying to do with people is make a connection and start a conversation. So having started those conversations, being a, uh, I guess, a venue that brings people together, uh, how do you, what are some of the, um, I guess, tools that people are using today or that you can facilitate uh, in terms of bringing people together? What, what do people use uh, the Dalton House venue for from a business context? We host everything from conferences to board meetings to breakfast, lunch, dinner, gala dinners, tomorrow night, in our Hyde Park venue of being Chinese New Year for the Australia-China Business Council. Uh, We're hosting that, um, as I just said. Um, We run four large venues in Sydney, two of them on the harbour, one in the city, one in uh, the south. We've got two more coming over the next couple of years, big ones, and we seat somewhere from 10 to 1,000 people. So every day is different, lots and lots of people, but people come along to do things like to educate to motivate, to entertain, to engage, to learn. Um, you know, we, we are still social animals and it's great being able to do things with technology and I love technology. If you see my bag, I've got every device known to mankind in it. But at the end of the day, we still like to engage face-to-face. And, and, and as part of a sales and a marketing mix, events and connecting people and getting them together face-to-face is still very big. In fact, it's growing. The, the trend, over, if I may, over the last 12 months or so, coming out of a lot of uh, marketing agencies and advertising agencies, is activations are growing again. There was a period of a couple of years where uh, product launches and activations were, were in decline, and now over the last few months they've started to increase again. Good for us. Yep, yep. And so you've got some really iconic um, locations around um, Sydney on the waterfront uh, in the CBD and obviously where, uh, you know, the competition, I guess, is some of the major hotels. Um, But in terms of activation and collaboration and some of those exhibitions and conferences, events, what kind of makes the difference for uh, the the, the SMEs and corporates and those uh, uh, delegations or incentive conferences coming out to you? What's kind of the point of difference? Why would someone uh, look at your venue versus others? Yep. 
Uh, location always one of the huge factors in it. Um, at Piermont being on the harbour, um, we have a couple of great locations where you're on the harbour, you're alongside the city but you're not in it, which is terrific. Um, Hyde Park, beautiful outlook and Sylvania, um, you know, in the heart of the Shire. The uh, iconic location, terrific food. We've won 14 awards in the last few years. Restaurant and Catering Association, Meetings and Events Association and so on. Um, and uh, uh, wonderful service. And I say that I joined Dalton House because I loved going to events there, quite frankly. In the next part of our uh, discussion today, we're going to talk more about your China strategy and how that's engaging. But thanks so much, Don, for sharing with us a little bit more about Dalton House, some of your sales tips, and uh, we'll look forward to talking to you more about your China strategy. This is Stacey Martin on Oz China Business Channel. We'll be back after the break. SME Radio is backed by the power of the SME Association and its 30,000 strong national membership. For more information on the association and to become a member, please go to www.smea.org.au. listening to SME Radio. This is a shameless plug for an advertiser, sponsor or partner. If you want your business name here and to reach our more than 33,000 members right across Australia, then give us a call. You can reach us via the website smeradio.com.au. Thanks for listening. Stacey Martin, AusChina Business Channel. Welcome back. We're here in the studio talking to John Greeley, Dalton House and their uh, China strategy. John, Dalton House is well known for weddings and, and social functions, but increasingly business events and those business events are incentive conferences coming from Asia. So you've recently started targeting this market. You have a specific strategy. You've employed uh, Chinese-speaking staff. Tell us what prompted to look at this as a key aspect of the, the business strategy going forward. We are very well known for weddings and gala dinners. Weddings uh, business makes up about 30% of our business, corporate being the other side. There is a growing... um, Australia is a destination, particularly for business and for incentive groups and conferences, is growing uh, uh, rapidly. And part of that, I guess, is the unrest in Europe and, you know, that lack of... perceived lack of safety and so on. Uh, Sydney specifically with the new uh, International Convention Centre, the ICC, real draw card. A lot of people want to come out here. Sydney itself, iconic harbour and bridge and an opera house and so on. It's a market that in our research we identified that we were grossly underweight in. So we do a lot with the finance sector in Australia, we do a lot with banks, we do a lot with the local conference organisers, but we get very little from overseas. So hence the China market. So so in your strategy, you know, one of the challenges uh, for your business, as many others, is often the market's controlled by intermediaries or agents, uh, whether it be education, migration. You know, there are people who will be the gatekeepers, I guess, in China, and they will sort of direct the traffic. How are you navigating to get your um, brand known in the China market? 
We're doing uh, several things simultaneously. We've produced uh, marketing materials, quite extensive marketing materials in uh, Mandarin and English. Our uh, new website is currently being rewritten in, in Mandarin, but specifically for the things the people in China, the tour- tourism market would be interested in. Um, we are engaging uh, much more so in Australia with the intermediaries, so the inbound tour operators, the destination marketing companies. The one thing that we haven't done is engage with people in China itself, and that's the originating travel agents and other people. You're heading over to China in April, aren't you? There's a there's a delegation through Tourism Australia that you're attending. What are you hoping to get out of that business delegation? A presence that in in the mind of some of the big operators that you know, as you and I are sitting here talking now, uh, and we talked with people at Dreamtime in Adelaide last year, which is a Tourism Australia uh, conference where you sit and have five minutes with people, that will have the same opportunity. And through that, talking to people who are um, tour operators, the travel agents, the big mice agents, the meeting and incentive uh, agents. That, that we will be able to put our product, our service in front of them to the point where they ask the intermediary this end to include Dalton in any piece of business they're moving to Australia. Fantastic. And you know, having been over there myself, there's a whole lot of different ways of whether it's doing business with banquets, how meetings are held, conferences, taking photos. So of course, being an iconic venue by the harbour, that's, that's pretty attractive. So what have you done so far in terms of uh, adjusting your service? I know some of the major hotels have started serving congee for breakfast, uh, having Mandarin-speaking staff. What are some of the key initiatives you've done to, uh, I guess, attract and serve the Chinese market uh, as they come to Australia? We have done a lot of work with a number of organisations, a number of people that uh, consult in the industry. In fact, I was talking to Ian Cameron, who was a guest of yours not long ago, um, who has quite some knowledge in this area about the sort of food to serve, the sort of wine that people like out of, say, China or Taiwan. So we've adjusted our menus slightly. Um, They're not looking, for example, often for a Chinese meal, but they don't want it heavy in, in onion and shallots and other things that... Our Italian chefs believe you have to have in everything <laughs> bar ice cream um, to, to, to add taste to. So we, we've done that. We've employed um, a number of people that um, are multilingual, um, not just in Mandarin but in, in, in other languages, uh, particularly um, Asian languages, because th- this is China first for us. This is a program over a period of, of several years where we are targeting specific markets um, we are working through now a couple of things that are available to us, like uh, the China Ready program, and uh, which is uh, uh, helps our um, preparation to be able to deal with these groups. Okay, fantastic. I held my Oz China uh, Cup Day event there last year, working with some of the really key uh, groups in the China market today. So Basis Point, uh, we've had C.T. Johnson on the program and, and they've run some of their market intelligence and updates uh, at your venue. And of course, uh, uh, this week being uh, Chinese New Year festivities, we've got Australia-China Business Council uh, event. I must say, I've uh, just returned from China and I was fortunate to have Chinese New Year in China. And it's a bit quiet as everyone starts uh, heading home to family. 
So let's, well, I was greeted in the uh, arrivals lounge by uh, Chinese New Year messages right through. And of course, uh, the uh, Opera House held the big announcement uh, earlier uh, this week on the whole uh, Chinese tourism thing. So you're, it's a really good time now for you focusing on the, um, the business tourism aspect of the uh, increasing relationship with China. I think there was a million tourists that came out last year and obviously a lot of them are looking to do business. And, you know, it, it starts, I guess, with the interest in Australia coming down here, whether it's education, uh, big provider of those services, migration, uh, investment, um, and being able to have an iconic venue as part of that mix, um, you know, provides some really good opportunities for collaboration across businesses. Um, so you're t- you are doing such some strategic connections. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about how you um, look to other businesses to help support the growth in your China First strategy. And initially, a lot of it is just about having a conversation about what they're doing. Um, it's how we first met, obviously. Um, now we're introduced to to Basis Point to find to, to to help each other with knowledge about what they're doing, what the trials and tribulations are, how they get started, and uh, we've had some we've had some amazing advice given to us uh, about the steps in China, about representation, about agents over there, about how to host our website, uh, the importance of things like WeChat. Yep. Um, so we, we we we've reached out to a lot of people. Um, using that terrible term but anyway um, we, we've connected and talked to a lot of people and had some terrific advice and not necessarily people in our industry um, and in return I hope they're getting some value out of coming to events at Dalton and, and other things like where I don't think tomorrow night uh, is going to be a quiet party somehow. No, um, the, the Chinese New Year Festival, uh, you know, I really love the fact that, you know, we start our party season in Australia with Cup Day. It used to end for me with Australia Day. Now, of course, we've got all of the, the Chinese. So so the, the, the whole multiculturalism is really coming through and helping build some tremendous relationship and business opportunities. So for SMEs who are thinking, you know, they've got a product launch coming up, you know, they're, they're looking to host some events. You said you can host people from as little as uh, 10 people up to 1,000. So... What sort of things can SMEs get in touch with your sales team about uh, in terms of uh, things they might be considering? Um, everything from a product roadshow. Sometimes there are um, they may want to engage with a very small group, high end, um, uh, to impress. Um, it might be that they are setting out to run, for example, a series of uh, um, educationals and uh, they need somewhere to start. So we're, we're happy to talk through all of those things, give some advice, yep. um, try and keep the risk down for people. Um, often people overcommit on these things as they're getting started and it, it becomes quite difficult. Um, uh, and the other, my other piece of advice would be we host a lot of things for, for larger organisations and um, keep an eye on what's going on because we have some quite incredible events um, we had uh, Magda Zabanski speaking on Monday morning for business chicks. So, you know, great opportunities to come in and network at the, at the Dalton venues. Fantastic. Well, thanks very much, John, for sparing your time. I know you're very busy um, being involved uh, running the sales and uh, strategy for uh, iconic family business um, here in uh, beautiful Sydney. Uh, so thanks very much for coming in. And if people want to get in touch with you or your sales team, what's the best way to do that? Uh, probably via our website um, is easiest um, or happy to our phone number email there's uh, forms all sorts of things on there fantastic um, they can give me a call zero four three four eight seven eight seven four one 
and uh, perhaps you can share some of your amazing sales and relationship building tips. So uh, Happy thank, thanks again, John, for joining the program and we look forward to seeing you at Dalton House. Thanks, Stacey. This is Great Stacey to be Martin, here. AusChina Business Channel. This is SME Radio, powered by Eagle Ways Radio and broadcasting from Vivo Cafe, Sydney. Want to reach more small business owners? We can help. Advertise with us and connect with more than 30,000 SMEs across Australia. smeradio.com.au. Oh,